episode of the Shay and Irving podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Shay and Irving, somehow stuck in Connecticut, along with Hammer Day Tejas in the Holy Land. Hammer, how are you? All well in the Holy Land here, Shay. Hold Thank on God. Floor. Thank God. I miss it. I miss it well. Um, well I, they may potentially uh, revoke your visa to the state of Texas. <laughs> Are, you, is, are they uh, excommunicating themselves from the Estados Unidos already, or, or what's going on with the Freedom Caucus? We're working on it. Mm. Secession is a plan. That's what I've always heard. Nothing wrong with that, you know. Just uh, it's called Freedom Hammer. Some of us have it. The most of us want it, you know. That's right, brother. Amen. Amen. We got a. It's been a couple weeks. So I want to. Tell everybody that I'm sorry that I have a life outside of this podcast, but I was in the fatherland for uh, two weeks straight with the family, visiting my parents who live in Munich, in München. They live in Munich. Uh, They retired to Munich. You're welcome. No more questions uh, to be answered about that. Uh, But we got a bunch of headlines and we got a bunch of shit. Hammer, how have you been the last two weeks? It's, uh, It's been a while. I've been good. Trying to keep up with the old uh, World Cup, and then uh, mm. Mm. a couple weeks of college football have been pretty fun. So looking forward to getting into it here. All right, right on. Uh, we got a couple of headlines. Obviously, the Cowboys, Longhorns in the Alamo Bowl, um, NFL playoff implications, a lot of other weird shit that I kind of want to get into because I've I've been on one lately. Uh, but yeah. Uh, let's get into the Cowboys first things first. Hammer, uh, utter domination, Cowboys versus the Colts. I mean, what is there really to talk about besides putting up 33 points in the fourth quarter? Hmm. I mean, it started a little testy, right? I mean, Shaky. It was shaky. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I think this is a team that uh, what I like now is that if we get up, we can just beat people down. Just right. because. Because our pass rush is so good that right. if we have to start throwing like and they're down ten points, like we can quickly get them to down, you know, twenty points. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still scared of our our run defense, like yeah. dramatically scared about it. But if you, you're exactly right, this team is built to play from a winning standpoint, right? You go up ten points, they got to throw against us. That's our wheelhouse. That is Dan Quinn. Blitzing, stunting, twisting, right to the fucking quarterback. Especially when you got a Matt Ryan who can't run a fucking forty-yard dash in under six seconds. Like that's just a recipe for disaster. That's why it was an eleven-point spread, right? And that's why the Texans game is like a fucking thirteen-point spread or some bullshit. But remaining remaining on the schedule for the Cowboys, we got Texans, Jaguars, Eagles, Titans, and Commanders. Right. So that's two obvious wins. Texans and the Jaguars. But then Eagles at home. And the Eagles have been playing a lot fucking better than they were when we had Cooper Rush throw three picks to them. Uh, I think we yeah. can all agree to that. They're, they're fucking humming right now. I'm scared of that game. Well, um, what happens if... Yeah. I haven't really watched a whole lot of the Eagles other than my dad texting me in fear uh, <laughs> exactly. on that game. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. They ran for like 300 yards in the Titans or some shit, right? Like, like, 
or the the week before that, they ran for like 250 fucking yards. Like, hey, if they run the ball against us, we're in for a world of hurt. If we if we don't get a quick lead, and that's my fears, like Mike McCarthy is going to tell Kellen to air it out. Let's get up 14 points real quick, and they'll have to throw because they want to force Jalen to throw. That's the whole fucking point. Everybody wants to force Jalen to throw. And if you can force him to throw, that's the best opportunity you have of beating the Eagles. And the only way you make Jalen throw is you make Jalen throw from behind. And even then, if it's early in the game, I don't think they're doing it. They're just going to pound the fucking rock against the run defense that we have. I, I'm not I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all about this matchup. Are you it's a, Christmas Eve. Are you opposed to us coming out and slinging just to get that lead so that we can set up the run game and, and the pass rush? I am. I am opposed to it, yes. I think we need to impose our will on them. I do not want Dak throwing it 40 times a, a, a fucking game against the Eagles. I think Darius Slay will have his number. I do not like it. No. Uh, but don't matchups make fights, right? I mean, I understand we want to be that team, but I don't, I don't know if we want to play. I mean, that's kind of their game a little bit, right? But we're going to have Tyron Smith back. He'll be back, right? Okay. That O-line is looking a whole lot better. Zach Martin and Tyron, I like it a whole lot more. Impose our will on these sons of bitches. Slow the fucking game down. Let's make it close and then push him over the fucking cliff in the fourth quarter. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm worried about our defense holding up to the run game. Yeah, that's true. But our defense is going to have to deal with the run game no matter what. We go up 14 nothing in the first quarter. They're still running the goddamn ball. They're not going to ban on the run. I think that that's fine, though, because then you just play possession ball. Oh, man. I think that's gambling. That's yeah. gambling with more than I want to gamble yeah. with. I don't know. So let's let's just play this thing out. Let's say we win or we lose. Either, either way, I think the chances of us winning the East are probably less than 50%. Would you say that's right? Agreed. Agreed. So where do you see us playing? What's the path to what's what's the path to the Super Bowl? Shane Irving that you see? Playoff, baby. The fucking wild card, bitch. First who? Let's see where we're at right now. What would it be today? If <laughs> January 14th is when they start. Let's see. Let's see exactly where the fuck we stand, Hammer. Let's see what teams are going to make the playoffs and what teams will not. If the playoffs happen today. If the playoffs happen today, NFL, Google, go. Well, 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 ain't that some shit. In the NFC, Eagles be the number one spot, Vikings number two, Niners number three. Bucks number four, Cowboys number five. Cowboys number five. All right, and then the Giants and the and the Seahawks. Hmm. I don't know how much moving that's going to do. I think the Bucks take the South, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Niners take the West. That's a given. Vikings are definitely taking the North. That's a wrap. So we play the Vikings. We would play the Vikings as a five. Yeah. I like that a lot. Shay, didn't you and I go to a playoff game? Oh, my God, we did. No Metro Dome? We In sure did. Yeah, that wasn't a fun experience. That was not fun whatsoever. That was uh, embarrassing. Okay. Well, we absolutely murdered the Vikings earlier. Destroyed. Destroyed them. 
And then we'd have to play the fucking winner of what? Winner of who's number seven? Seahawks and the Eagles, Vikings and the Cowboys, Niners and the Bucks. No, Niners and the Giants. Woo, woo, woo. Eagles are going to have a first round bye. All day. Oh, I don't like this one bit. This is a good team. This is a great team if they can fucking get out of the first round. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, if, it'll be interesting to see. We're, we have the Eagles at home. That I think that's a huge test for us. Huge test. Huge test. Because we gotta, we'll got have to go through them anyways if, if, if we are going to make a run. Exactly right? right. Exactly right. We'll be at third place, so, yeah. And we were there yeah. before. I mean, come on. Cooper Rush. I'm concerned. All right. Uh Next uh, headline we have here, uh, Longhorns and the Alamo Bowl. Uh, Hammer, do you have any discussions you want to get out of your chest right here? I I think it's a fun matchup. I mean, it's, you know, Washington's a a big-er brand. I mean, it's the Alamo. Like, the Alamo Bowl is the new holiday bowl. Like, when I was in school. Totally, totally. Diego Zoo and Mac. Yep. That's a dolphin, and then we play somebody, and I don't know, we won half, lost half the games. That's the new Alamo Bowl, right? So it sucks that, you know, the way things turned out, our players only get to go 90 minutes down the road, but I think it's a really good. I mean, they have an amazing pass offense. Yeah, they do. Big ta- I mean, Mike Penix is great. Yep. It'll be a good matchup. I think it's good, man. I think it's like. It's one of those games. Like I have a buddy who's a big um, Tennessee fan, and we we're talking about this. Like you want games like like they're playing Clemson, right? What you don't want is you don't want what USC has, where you play Tulane, because that's exactly, you, exactly. Right? So and that's I, boring. I, that's boring. If you're a player, that's fucking boring. You're not getting up for that game. No, it's it's a fear based game, right? Yeah. Like we can't lose to these guys. They're right. Tulane, right? Or, Good team, obviously, right? I mean, they beat Kansas State at the beginning of the year. Um, true, true. They're solid, but I think it's good. Like, it'll, I mean, I don't think Bajon Robinson's going to play. I'd be surprised if Roshan Johnson played. I think it'll be the Jonathan Brooks show, which will be our new, our new bell cow running back, right? Next, for yeah. next year. Um, and Quinn Ewers needs the practices. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Yeah, he does. I mean, he played against, I don't know if we talked since Baylor, like he played okay outside of like completely being on mushrooms for two plays, you know. <laughs> he tossed us nine points, or yeah, 11 points or something, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so he needs the work, the rest of the team needs, you know, it's all good, man. And, you know, it's Washington, it's a good school, it's a good, like, I think it'll be a good matchup. So let's dive into Quinn Ewers, Archie Manning, Archie Manning being the early enrollee. What exactly do you see happening next year? Mm. Well, I think it depends what Quinn Ewers does over the uh, the next six months. I mean, if he goes and finds a, a coach that'll work with him on his footwork, yeah, and will work with him continually repetitively working on how to work through his progressions mm-hmm. and he puts in the effort. I think, I think it's his job. If he doesn't, and he shows up in the spring 
similar like he is now where he just he throws off platform when he's in the middle of the pocket you know and it affects easy passes somewhat and he can't get past like the third play in the playbook which is the case i mean he doesn't really know the playbook because he can't make progressions yeah i don't know i don't i don't know arch manning's gonna take his job but i think like there's gonna be competition i mean arch if there's one thing arch is really good at is He's like his, you know, his, his uncles and his grandfather. He's a student of the game, yeah. which is the opposite of Quinn Ewers is just like, you know, God's gift to an arm, but doesn't sure. seem to understand the field when he's out there. So it'll be interesting, man. going to be real fucking interesting. There's going to be media heat all over this shit. Just get ready for the mania that comes with the uh, fucking early enrollees and the last name Manning. All right. Uh, Transfer Portal. Transfer Portal has been pretty popular the last couple weeks. Um, We've been talking about it in the group chat way too often. I want to talk about the amount of kids that go in the Transfer Portal. What happens? Do we even fucking know what happens to those kids if nobody signs them, right? Like if, if Quinn Ewers says, I'm in the portal, right? And nobody fucking signs him, and UT uses up all their scholarships on other portal motherfuckers coming in, and there's no more scholarships left. What happens to Quinn Ewers at that point? Can we maybe use a different example? All right. What if two years ago, Brock Purdy from Iowa State says he wants to leave and go in the transfer portal? and nobody signs him, and Iowa State has no more scholarships left, what happens to Brock Purdy? Okay. Um, I mean, he can – so so he – I think maybe what you'll see is he'll go to FCS. Mm. He'll broaden his, you know, his, his pool of schools that he would consider – I think that's the answer for most of them. I think the example is probably more in what you're seeing a lot in the portal now is 2020 and 2021 kids. So these are kids that are either sophomores, juniors, or redshirt freshmen who have been passed up by, yeah. or they recruited over basically, and then passed up by other players. And they're a third string safety at UT or exactly you know, a third string tight end at UTEP, right? Like, you know, I, I think the UT third string UT safety can can probably go play somewhere. Like you can like uh, uh, wasn't it BJ Foster right? Who was gonna get who was gonna get passed up this this season is now at Sam Houston State. He's a starter. I think he was like all defensive player of the conference, right? Sure. It's I think it's the 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 second or third stringer at UTEP, right? Like where does that guy go? No shit. Right. <laughs> what happens to that dude when there's no more fucking scholies left? Like, what does he do? FCS? Yeah. Like, fuck. Here's my here's my question though to that. Like, and I don't know the answer to this. Like, so if I put my name in the portal, I can take it out. Sure, but can you? I, Will your team want you back? And that's the other side of this. Like the, the the crooked side of the fucking portal. How many of these coaches and the coaching staff are saying, "Hey, kid, you might want to go in the fucking portal right now because you ain't fucking playing." And we need a goddamn scholarship, so go in the fucking portal. Like, how much, How often is that happening? Because there's, there's an underbelly of the portal that nobody's fucking talking about. And it's the staff pushing these kids off the fucking roster. 
it's the reality of college. I mean, that's what Sarkeesian did last week. That's what Nick Saban's been doing. That's what every. I mean, yep. look at A and M. Yep. A and M's got 14, 15, Not some. There's a couple that are good, like starters. Most of them are depth guys. Yeah. Same for UT, right? And Bama. I mean, Bama's got thirteen people in the portal themselves. They're they're using this portal as a way to turn their roster out. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't think if you put your name in the portal that that means you lose your scholarship. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I have no idea. If somebody that is smarter than us and knows more could email the show and let us know, do you yeah. lose your scholarship if you put your name in the portal? I don't know. I think the more interesting thing is guys going into the portal and then within 24 hours are committing to a school. Muy interesante. I wonder how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what you have now with NIL is you have agents, which they're allowed oh, to have. Of course. Right. Who are then now interacting with people around programs, you know. Bagmen. Retired yeah. bagmen. No, I think it's people connected to the athletic department. Exactly. Who are saying, hey, look, like, I mean, like, like you go read on like Orange Bloods are inside Texas. They're like, yeah, we're expecting that a couple more people are going to – like, how do you know that? Because right. the staff leaked it to somebody, and how does the staff know that? Because they're in communication with these kids. It's just – it's a it's a wild, wild west, man. But I – dude, like, so, like, we were talking about Dion, right? Like, could Dion – could someone like Dion at Colorado build a conference championship contender just out of the portal? Lincoln did it. Yeah, well, you're right. He did. I mean, he also put a system in, which is good, and and, uh, and probably, well, I think the best quarterback in college football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they 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 had a they've had a a pretty good success rate with. Them. I mean, their start two of their starting wide receivers. They've got a couple guys on defense. Their starting quarterback. They're mercenaries. They're, that's a fucking mercenary team, and Dion's doing the exact same thing at Colorado. The exact same thing. I think, and we haven't even talked about Dion. Let's fucking, let, let's just broach that subject right now. Dion Sanders in his, <laughs> his opening speech to the team, right? With the, you watched it, the I'm coming and I'm bringing luggage and it's Louie luggage. Did you, did you, did you watch that hammer? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, first off, I love it. I think this shit is hilarious and Dion is insane. And I think it's exactly who you need as a college football coach in a place like Colorado coming from nowhere back to relevance, you need a kind of spark plug like that. And a recruiter like, like he's going to get players period, just because his name is Dion. And he's hiring obviously some fucking pretty significant recruiters behind him. But this is going to be, this is turning up the PAC 12 right now. This is, this is heating it all up. I love it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I'm really interested in the relationship that he's going to have with the administration there, who, for all intents and purposes, is probably woke, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally. Eon's got this like anti woke messaging, which. I don't like it'll be interesting to see how much it resonates with kids. I mean the hype around Dion, yeah, it's Dion and he's got his whole thing in a media company, but like like the day to day of him being like, Hey, no cell phones in here. Right. Or, no ear. No uh, 
no earrings, no hats, no beards in that intro no thing. Like, no, hoodies. no hoodie. Right. Right. I mean, that, I mean, like I mentioned in our tech show, like Tom Herman came in with that shit at UT, he told Malik Jefferson to sit up in his chair that's and right. got in his face and, and immediately like lost the respect because maybe that's just soft UT players. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how these guys, especially the mercenary types he's going to get out of the portal, react to that type of coaching. I don't know. Just, I think Dion's going to get a lot more leeway than a Tom Herman. If Tom Herman is fucking crusty and white. Deion Sanders is Deion fucking Sanders. Yeah, I think I think you're you have a good point, but I think like personality, but I think after a while, how many of these kids that have most of them, especially the kids that come out of Texas and California, have been coddled? hundred I mean, percent. If you came out of Allen or Westlake, yeah, yeah. school these amazing facilities and you were babied, or I mean, some of these South Florida kids are just straight dogs and they're probably oh, they Right, but half half of these coddle kids haven't been to fucking English class since freshman year. <laughs> You're right. You're right. We'll see. We'll fucking see. I'm look. I'm looking forward to the sideshow. Can I say that? Like, I'm looking forward to the sideshow. I just love that it extends the excitement around college football. Like, right. You had the championship conference championship games. Now it's like portal mania. Yeah, gives me other stuff to obsess yes. over outside. Their life, yeah. and, then, and then you got the cooking carousel, which will come through. It's like it never stops, man. It's Put it into my veins, motherfucker. Yes. <sighs> Deep dive. All right. Oh, that's good. Uh, we got a couple new DJ of the Year's nominee. It's been a couple weeks. I got. I have a combo, and then I have another one. So I have two, but one of them is a team. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, the combo is Anthony Blinken and Jake Sullivan for the worst trade of the fucking decade. You get the best arm smuggler this past of 50 years for a WNBA player. What the fuck are you doing? One-on-one? That's awful. That should have been a two-for-one. It's a fucking awful trade. Period. Can you can you maybe, like, back up a little bit and, and set the context for those people like me that don't really read the news? Uh, what do you mean? You <laughs> I don't. I mean, I know, I know Brittany Greer, Griner, whatever. Yeah, Griner has been released. I have no idea what we did to get her. Which sounds like we did. We exchanged somebody. I just. I don't know. I don't know if everybody. If, if I'm just a moron. Have you uh, ever seen the Nick Cage movie about being an arm smuggler? All, all time classic. Lord of War. Yeah. Uh, so good. That was based on a real live person uh, named Victor Bout or Boot. Depends on B O U T, Victor Boot, uh, called the Merchant of Death. He is the most prolific armed smuggler this side of 1945 that's ever existed. He was arrested in cooperation with the Thailand police, uh, trying to sell weapons to an undercover CIA agent who was posing as a FARC rebel from Colombia. The murder uh, Colombian people, uh, government officials, shit like that. Um, the United States charged him with uh, conspiracy to murder American citizens, yada, yada, yada. Sentenced him to 25 years in federal prison. Remember, folks, federal prison, you get no good time, no time off. 25 years is 25 years. Ask Bernoff Madoff's wife. So 25 years in federal prison. 
for selling guns and rocket launchers and all kinds of shit, surface-to-air missiles, crazy shit, to a lot of the African rebels uh, all along. There's several countries in Africa that were, you know, had civil wars and shit like that. He supplied a lot of the weapons, proliferated a lot of the wars. Without him, there would be a lot less people dead on the continent of Africa. That's for damn sure. And we're talking... We're talking millions of people that have been affected by his arms dealing. Millions. Literally millions. Um, so that's him. That's Victor Bout, Boot, the merchant of death. And we traded him for one WNBA player who forgot that she had marijuana oil in her luggage. And we left behind... Mm-hmm. A man named Paul Whelan, who has been in custody for over four years, a former Marine, a businessman, who the government says isn't a spook, but I don't believe him. He's got four different citizenships. Like, I don't, you know, the guy's probably a fucking spook, let's be real. Uh, but they left him behind, and we did a one-for-one trade, Brittany Griner for Victor Boot. And to me, that is probably the worst trade I've ever, I mean, this guy, these two guys, Anthony Blinken and Jake Sullivan, could never be the general manager in any baseball team ever. They would they would just get hosed. It's really, really bad trade. Bad. Embarrassingly bad. Like, really bad. No, so be, no, leave the politics out of this. This is just a bad fucking trade on paper. You get the merchant of death for Brittany fucking Griner? Like, what? Like, I'm glad... Grinders getting home, don't get me wrong, but you can't get a two-for-one there? You can't get two first-rounders for one merchant of death? It's a merchant of fucking death. Come on. Give me two first-rounders, or there's no deal. Embarrassing, Hammer. That's a DJ of the year, Anthony Blinken and Jake Solder. I I like it. Do we know what the other options were? I'm assuming that hasn't been made. Of course, they would never make that public. There, what other options? The only option is give me two for one. You want the merchant of death? Give me those two fucking Americans for this merchant of death. That's it. Deals off if nothing else is going. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck you. Do you think that these guys had like a war room where it was like the NFL draft? Where yeah. they were like, right. <laughs> no, I don't. I think they should. That's my point. They fucking should. Got it. That's the problem. They never watched Draft Day starring Kevin Costner, produced Mm. by NFL Films. They never watched it. Another classic. Another fuck. That's one of the reasons that uh, Ian Rappaport blocked me, by the way. Mm. Yeah, he he left a good Who's the other guy? Ed Werder blocked me. Ian Rappaport blocked me. Ed Werder. Ed Werder blocked me because of what I said. He, well, because he's a liar. First off, a liar and a cheater. And I told him that Jason Witten was his source and that he should fucking announce it. And I said that to him repeatedly on Twitter, and he finally blocked me. Um, but Ian Rappaport's a bitch. If anybody here uh, is on Twitter, I'd gladly, I'd totally direct you to let Ian Rappaport know that blocking me is a coward move, and he is a coward that works for the big boss upstairs and has no independent thought of his own. And the reason he blocked me is because I made fun of him because he left a good review for NFL Draft Day, one of the worst movies that I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, and just propaganda for Roger Goodell and his team of billionaires that he works for. Just 100% propaganda. And he was like, this is a good movie. I was like, oh, it's fucking funny. You think it's a good movie because the producer signs your fucking checks. Like, go fuck yourself. Nobody believes you. And he went back and forth with me a little bit. And I was like, you're a loser because A, B, and C. And he blocked me like a coward. And I also yelled at him about the Des Bryant tape that he said was out there that nobody ever saw. So if you're on Twitter, make sure you spam Ian Rappaport as much as possible. Thank you. Uh, another decent of the year candidate I have, uh, Hammer. Uh, this is a single uh, entry. Remember, we already have we have Victor, or we have Vladimir Putin, we have Kanye West, we have the lady who shot someone. Right? No, the seventy-year-old woman that got arrested for drinking and driving, for running from the cops. We have. Uh, now, Anthony Blinken and Jake Sullivan. Here's my last uh, edition. It's Kim Kardashian. Again, this is her mm-hmm. second entry. Um, there was a Balenciaga blow-up. I don't know if you remember this, Hammer, the kitty porn weirdo shit. No. Okay, well, Balenciaga is a fashion brand owned by French people. And they had a photo shoot. And one of the photo shoots, there was a little a kid, like a four-year-old, holding a teddy bear. But the teddy bear was in, like, S&M bondage. Like, a, you know, like somebody who likes to get spanked or something. Yeah. 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 And uh, on one of the photos, there was a picture of a Supreme Court ruling saying that artificially, you know, AI kitty porn is still illegal. And so that ruling was on a table covered up by nothing. And the kid was laying down on a couch in one of the pictures with like wine glasses around him. It was very kitty porn esque. Like very. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't any doubt about it because of the Supreme Court ruling, because of the way the kids were looked. You know, it was obvious that there was some twisted shit going on, the artistic direction of this shit. Um, and Kim Kardashian came out with a statement several days later saying I'm investigating and I'm thinking about my ties to Balenciaga, but I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is, she's a mother of four. She's a billionaire. Would not take a whole lot to say, fuck you, I'm out of here. That's some weirdo, satanic bullshit, and I'm gone. But instead, she is towing the company line and sticking with the fucking moneymaker. DJ of the year. Not only that, side note, her ex-husband, Kanye West... (laughs) Can we talk about running for president? Kanye West, 2024, the most anti-Semitic person I've heard out loud ever. Uh, There's no way. I mean, there's hammer. There's no fucking way that Kanye just started talking anti-Semitic shit today. Right. There's no way. This has been building up for years. Like he's been yelling at his wife and her family about Jews for years. And they've just swept it under the rug. And pretend like it doesn't exist. And now they're like, oh, this fucking crazy guy. Like, bullshit. He has been yelling about this for years. I guarantee it. This isn't new. He didn't just come up with this shit today. He's been, like, obsessing about Jews for years. And then he just flipped his shit and said it out loud. She knows. She fucking knows. Her whole family fucking knows. And they never said shit. 
They should be on the fucking crucible. They should be on the goddamn cross for this shit. People should be executing them politically, emotionally, socially. Like, you're in Hollywood, and you got this anti-Semitic motherfucker running around your living room talking about blood libel and shit? Come on, man. Teacher of the year. It's pretty bad when Alex Jones is, the, is like, the adult in the room. Seriously. Like, I mean, whoa, hey. Dude, when he was like, no, no, people call you a Nazi. You're not a Nazi. He was like, well, listen. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> and I grew up in grew up in Rockwall outside of Dallas. My 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 grandfather was a German air conditioning czar. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We had a lot of Germans in the neighborhood. Like, what the fuck is he yeah. talking about? Did you hear that? Yeah, Kanye was him was just said something like highly offensive. He's like. <laughs> Did you see that Milo like design like Milo the uh... the gay Jewish guy? Yeah, I'm fucking shocked he resigned. <laughs> He's gay and Jewish. <laughs> fuck, fuck are you doing, bro? Uh... Dude, so so I don't know about your old lady, but my roommate like loves watching that the Kardashian show, oh, and yeah. it's gotten to the point where like. I when I when I kind of like tease her about it, I'm like, why do you like these people are terrible? Like, why do you? And she gets like, we get into like fights. No, she's she's super defensive. Yeah, and she's got like some sort of connection, I guess, with them. Um, the only one I like is like the DJ ex husband that like uh, Rob. What's, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, the the fucking Playboy. The Playboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I like that dude. He's cool. He's like the only authentic person on that show. Um, yeah, he's a degenerate. Scott, what's his Scott, name? Scott. Scott Disick. Yes. yes. Scott, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Oh, bring him on. Uh, Anybody know Scott? Let us know. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, hey, honey, like, like to your point, right? Like, how does Kim Kardashian, like this great person that everyone thinks is like lovely, like how does she stay married to a person like this? Like, that's pretty like yeah. damning yeah. to her and she's yeah. like oh well i think this stuff kind of like you know like kind of pops up later in life and i was like look at you Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you were defending her but <laughs> i mean so what do we think this is this is probably like mental illness manic he's fucking manic 100 percent. he like doing lots of speed no. or what's going on he's bipolar he's unmedicated bipolar and he's okay. obsessing about a specific topic for fucking ever and keeps coming back to it and this is him exploding that's it well i mean he's also i don't want to excuse the fucking behavior the dude's all a lot of motherfuckers are bipolar and they're not anti-semitic you know they just like read the dictionary and play video games but this dude is clearly having a mental break uh, anti-semitism or not the guy's cracking like an egg yeah but this is a, the important thing to remember everybody they're not like us they don't care about you they're not real crush them destroy them return to sanity <laughs> Uh, I don't. And like, I'll just. This is my last thing. Like, uh -oh. I don't really have any connection to Kanye West because my hip hop rap days are like '90s. Yeah. Thanks. And so, yeah. 
I, maybe the younger generation has this like, oh God, like it's really sad to see this guy. Like, I guess maybe if this was like Master P or like Bumby from UGK or someone, I would care. say it ain't so. That would kill me. Yeah, but like I don't like like I don't have a connection with Kanye. Like, like my my barometer for like raps was like, could you literally like kill someone right now with a pit bull? Like, if you could. <laughs> Kill someone, I will listen to your music, and I don't get that vibe from Kanye. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. No, I think he has like a golden retriever at the house. He's probably got one of those like water doodle things, that, like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like a test tube dog that can't be made in the wild. <laughs> yeah, Portuguese oh, water dog, hypoallergenic, fucking weirdo. Oh lord, uh, the Washington Commanders are back in the news. Hammer. Did you see that? No, what happened? Well, I'll read the headline for you. Congress says Dan Snyder and the NFL impeded sexual harassment investigation. A congressional committee said the NFL has not protected workers from sexual harassment and abuse and found that Snyder, the commander's owner, went to great lengths to interfere in workplace inquiries. Well, 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 motherfucker. Ain't that some shit. Because we all said this from the jump, that the NFL is doing their own internal investigation and that they would not make the fucking findings public and none of it fucking made sense. It stank from high heaven. And now Congress had a fucking inquiry. And here we go. The committee's investigation shows the NFL has not protected workers from sexual harassment and abuse, has failed to ensure workers, victims can speak up without fear of retaliation, and has not sought true accountability for those responsible even after decades of misconduct. Hello! Fuck you, Roger! Every time this piece of shit puts a pink fucking flag on your fucking cleats or your fucking uniform or says Happy Mother's Day, tell him to suck your fucking dick. He doesn't give a shit about you, your mom, your sister, your daughter. He doesn't give a fuck. None of them do. This is all bullshit. It's all about money. These cocksucking motherfuckers would kill their own goddamn kids for a dollar. Don't fucking doubt it for a minute. Preach. It's despicable. Despicable. I'm so sick of this shit. I'm so sick of them pretending like the NFL is a fucking church. You know what I mean? Like there's some kind of moral authority that the NFL has, that these owners have, that there's some kind of greater good that the NFL can put up. You know what I mean? We're talking about raising up kids to play football to get concussions. Let's not pretend like we're saving fucking babies here. We're not baptizing motherfuckers in the name of God. We're playing football. Get out of the fucking way. If there's a fucking investigation, make it public. What the fuck are you doing? This is a fucking publicly funded stadium that Dan Snyder's playing his fucking team in. And, and how, how many tax breaks these motherfuckers get? And now you have, a, you have a whole report. You have a whole big-ass report that Roger Goodell got done. And you don't make it public and nobody gives a fuck? And now you want to put a pink fucking stripe on my jersey? Suck my fucking dick, Roger, you ginger piece of shit. Fuck you. It's all lies, dude. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors. None of this shit is real. Just play games and gamble on them. Let's all not pretend like we're doing something special. We ain't. Are we going to get terminated by the NFL? I feel like we, like, like, they're kind of like the CIA of podcasting. You think they're listening to the show? You know, I know somebody that works in the NFL. 
No shit. I play poker with a dude that works in the NFL. Yeah. Oh yeah, he told me that. Yeah. 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 I, well, felt, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him. You, you did. I did because he's not. I mean, he's a total square, like a good dude. And he works in the corporate office. He's like a lawyer or some shit, you know, whatever. He was like, yeah, I work with Roger every day. And I was like, tell him I said, fuck you. He was like, oh, okay, man. And that was it. Uh, it was Do you weird. think it's like working for like... Satan? Like Philip Morris? No. I'd rather work for like, Philip Morris in the NFL. Okay. Philip Morris post, set, uh, post like the settlement. Yeah, not... Pre-settlement, pre-settlement, that's evil. But post-settlement, when they agree that it gives you cancer, I'd work. I work Philip Morris today, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. What do you mean? Everybody knows it gives you cancer now. Hmm. What? What? At least Philip Morris isn't doing a fucking Mother's Day tribute while harassing people and hiding yeah, all the investigations. At least they're open and honest about their bullshit. Yeah, we're giving you cancer. It's 12 bucks a pack. What's up? <laughs> you know? I mean, fuck. What, about, what are we talking about here? Unbelievable. I, I, I'm reading this fucking thing in the Times. I know the New York Times is the New York Times, but I'm reading this shit. I mean, you know, Snyder agreed to relinquish day-to-day control for at least a year. That was the punishment. Right? That was the punishment. I mean, what the fuck are we even talking about? Unbelievable. Listen to this. As the committee attempted to look, this is a congressional committee, look, attempted to look into conduct of the team, the report says the league, the league, this is Roger, the league, working closely with the commanders through a previously undisclosed common interest agreement, refused to produce more than 40,000 documents including the filings, findings of the Wilkinson investigation and the materials from Ms. Wilkinson's file. And Ms. Wilkinson was the motherfucking person who investigated him in the first place. So the league and the commanders were working hand-in-hand, not only to stop Wilkinson's report coming out, but also to block any further inquiry from the United States government. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? How much better than us are you? I mean, we're fucking peons to y'all. There's rules for us and there's rules for them. Kill your fucking idols. Destroy your gods. Nothing is real. This is fucking truth. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking mad about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dan Snyder's a fucking snake. The NFL's worse. The NFL's worse because they have aided and abetted pieces of shit like this. I'll go on like this all day. Shay, have you have you had your time to speak about this on Danny's show? No, absolutely not. Would he allow you to have a segment like this? No, no, of course not. No, no, no way. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would. I I, I can't even speak. I can't give him a hundred words without cussing when it comes to this shit. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it just fucking it blows. I hate Dan Snyder so fucking much. I mean, and Roger Goodell, this is going to get no press outside of today. That's the part that really pisses me off. Like, this will get no press outside of. I mean, it just won't. This isn't going to be on first take tomorrow. It's not going to be, you know what I mean? Like, this is dead right now. It's over. They won. Who's worse, SBF or uh, Goodell? Oh, 
that's tough. SBF. That's got to be DJ of the year, too. SBF is up there. He's got to be DJ of the year. I don't know why. He might why win. He's in... He might win. He, he might, might Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, incredible. this guy unbelievable. I, how is he not in jail, Hammer? I don't fucking get it. Dude, how is he not dead? No shit. Fair, fair know, point. You know how much of that money was like drug money, money yeah. being laundered? Yeah, good point. He's going to get suicide. Uh-oh. Is Hillary going to be around him? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> And this is where we go. <laughs> this is where we're both dead. All right, we got a couple voicemails. Producer John, can you tee those up for us and we go? Hey, fellas. This is Ryan, uh, North Carolina correspondent for the Shea and Irving podcast. Hope the rest of the team is doing well. Uh, I had a quick update on the roommate finding out I, I gambled on sports. Um, pretty much told her I was going to stop, but I don't plan on stopping. So we're just going to let it blow over for now and, and hope it doesn't come up again in the near future. So the roommate, his roommate, found out he gambled. He said, I'm not going to gamble. I love you. And then he continued to gamble. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think you nailed it. All right. Good for you, man. I mean, obviously, that's what you got to do. I mean, what are we talking about here? How else? What other choice do you have? It's kind of a non-update, right? Yeah, non-update, update. We appreciate the call. Thank you. But, I lied to my, I mean, my roommate, and I bet solely to lose. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, he did. That was a fair point. He did say the only time I feel alive is when I lose. Essentially, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's when awesome. you know, like your friends are true degens when right. all they talk about is their losses, and then they yeah. say something about their win, and they feel they almost feel sad. Yeah, yeah, it's like stubbing your toe. Like, all right, whatever happened. <laughs> uh, I think we got another call coming in, right, John? Jay and Hammer, what are y'all's Ooh. favorite gambling movies? The people of America want to know. Ooh. Have a good one. Ooh. 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 Hamlet and Ding Dong, don't say rounders. Don't fucking say rounders. Ah, why can't I say rounders? You can't say rounders, dude. Just stop. You can't say rounders. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, it's not strictly about gambling, but casino is pretty good. Ah! Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of bat, like that movie with McConaughey. That was pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, it's rounders. It's absolutely rounders. Yeah, I don't care what you say. It's so. It's an actual good movie. It shows the degeneracy. It shows the shadiness, the underground clubs in New York. Like, I love it. And the Oreos. The Oreos is a good point. I mean, can I say can I say Maverick? Can I say Vegas Vacation? Mm. Can I say The Gambler? Ooh, Rain Man. How about I got I got one that's kind of alternative. How about Smartest Guys in the Room, the Enron Story? Oh wow, those Let's are go. some DJs. I'm clapping for you. That's I will say my all-time favorite game when we no bullshit, The Sting. Ooh, that's a good one. The Sting, period. I fucking love that movie. I love that movie. Robert Redford, Paul Newman. It's 
Paul Newman, Robert Redford, fuck off. That's it. Uh, what a combo, man. The best. You the best, that? dude. I thought you were going to say Ocean 17 or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's 11. I love it. George? Yeah, no. Nope. The Sting, 1973. Fuck off. Um, uh, we have any other headlines here, Hammer? I feel like I feel like I gave out a lot today. I feel like I've, I fucking worked hard on this podcast today. You did a lot of you did a lot of prep. It's very uh, very impressive, Shay. I've been gone so long. I miss it. I'm sad. I'm glad to be back. I really am. I want everybody to know that. Who do you think? Um, do you think anyone can beat Georgia to win the national championship? Yes. Do I think yes? Of course I do. You, okay. You think they're you think they're walking in? I, I I don't think that, but seems to be the narrative. Okay, here's my issue with that. It seems too fucking simple. It seems too fucking obvious. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. The lines are the lines are fucking what? Uh George is like minus seven or some shit, right? Yes. Whatever. Okay, and then Michigan TCU, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan TCU, right? Michigan a big fave, Georgia a big fave. Two favorites covering? Two favorites covering? I think Ohio State has a chance against Georgia. I think Georgia's lines are way too fucking strong. They can push them around. But I think Georgia can lose to Michigan. I do. Absolutely. Absolutely, Georgia can lose to Michigan. I think we'll handle Ohio State. You think they will? Oh, that's what I was gonna ask. So you th- you think they will handle? Uh, you don't. You think so? What I'm hearing is Michigan has a much better shot than Ohio State. What I saw in the Ohio State Michigan game, Ohio State, and this isn't just a Michigan game, but Ohio State hates getting punched in the mouth. Michigan yeah. punched them in the fucking mouth over and over and over. In the fourth quarter, those dudes just wilted away. Georgia's got to do the same goddamn thing: punch them in the fucking mouth day one. I think Michigan and Georgia are built at least a more competitively. Uh, their game plan is going to be similar, and it's going to, they're going to punch each other in the fucking mouth. It's a heavyweight knockout. I think Ohio State's going to wilt away against Georgia, especially in the fourth. I think they're just going to get the fuck out of the way. Does TCU have a shot at all? No, no, absolutely not. Do you think they do? No. No, I don't think they have a shot in hell at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really digging Max Duggan. I mean, that performance was amazing. Oh, yeah. He needs... A run game. He needs a fucking run game. That's what he needs. He, he's going to need a run game against Michigan. He's not going to get it. Dude, Harbaugh has done such a great job of building that team mm-hmm. from the trenches out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why he's beat Ohio State the last two years. Yep, exactly He's, right. It's the trenches. They still, you know, don't have some of the firepower that Ohio State has. But sure. I think that he can, like you said, break their will. And I I just, I mean, TCU's got a lot of, you know, older guys, COVID guys. on Like, they got a lot of experience. I just don't think they have the Jazz. The Jammies are the Jazz. Yep. I'm with you. Actually, I completely agree with that. Pretty much everything. All right. Well, I mean, you got the other headlines? No. Me neither. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Happy to be back. We'll be back next week as well. 
Uh, Merry fucking Christmas, everybody. Hold your kids tight. Hold your pocket tighter. Nothing is real. Pray for the next day. They don't care about you. I I have an ask of our listeners. I would love to hear predictions of where Shay has actually been the last two weeks, because I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) Fuck off. Get it in, (laughs) y'all. Have a good one. Bye. Bird.